the blast from our past network. Come on, guys. I love this spy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, not much to this place. Nah. Donnie. Hmm? It doesn't look like there's any night security, but we better move in quiet. Yeah. Come on, Leo. What do you say? Let's do it, eh? Let's do it! <laughs> Whoa, Times Square City! I don't believe it! Like video games in 3D! Totally massive! Whoa! Would you get a load of this crazy joint? The past returns. I knew we'd find something special. I'll say special, look at this! Hey, where do you put the quarter? Mike, you just stop messing around. Yeah, but... Hey guys, over there! Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back. This is the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. Dean, did you like that one? Like that intro? You're you're off the rails already. <laughs> right right on the intro. You're gone. <laughs> hey. Wow, Tim. Welcome to the show, Dean. Hey, thanks, Tim. Uh, what's going on? How are you doing? Doing great. Um, yeah, doing excellent. Little little hot. Oh. Uh, I think we're still I think we're still in the hot months right now and I'm a we little are. hot. Yeah, we're hot. Are you dusty as well? I'm not dusty, actually, surprisingly. Okay. I'm just okay. sweaty. I'm just right. hot and sweaty. Yeah. All right. Well, you're lucky you're not dusty as well, because dust and sweat is a bad combo. Oh, it's the, you, have, you have to shower. It's the worst. It's, call, it's actually called duet. Oh, gross. In case you didn't know. If, if, I, if anyone says that to you, that's what's going on. It turns into some gross hey, paste. That was dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're covering... TMNT2. Hell yeah. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. That's the only time I'm going to say it. Okay, it's going to be TMNT okay. for the rest of the time because it's so much easier to say. Uh, okay. The Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. It's it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie that I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one uh, as you like to put it, yeah, this is this is your childhood, right? This is my childhood. This movie is my childhood. You watched it five hundred times, right? Five hundred times. The real, the real Ninja Turtles movie. Hey, that's a hot take. Well, it's just because I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, to you, to it's you, to Turtles you, the real movie. one. Yeah. To the majority of other people on the planet, the first one is the real one. Yeah, it depends when you were born, I think, and, and possibly not. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Hey, listeners, drop us a line. What do you think? TMNT1 or TMNT2? Or are you an outlier and it's TMNT3? I kind of love that one, too. Dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb. You kind of love that one, too? I kind of love that one. Again, it's just my childhood. <laughs> I watched it so many times. So here's the thing. I laugh because I saw this movie in the theater and I did not like it. Oh, yeah. And then I saw three, and I was like, the fuck is going on here? Oh, for sure, yeah. 
but I rewatched this. I think this is only my second time seeing it. Oh, I liked it far more than when I saw it in theater. So Great. Very Great curious too. about number three. Actually. Oh, okay. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were going to like this because it's uh, it's pretty childish. Well, see, that's what helped me like it because I knew okay. it was childish. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when I went to it in the theater, right. I was expecting more of TMNT one, which yeah. this is absolutely not. Absolutely and I, not. I felt burnt. Okay, I felt burnt. Mm. I felt betrayed. Let yeah, down. For sure. Yeah. Abandoned. Yeah. Slapped in the face. Yeah. Slapped on the ass. Wow. I, oh my goodness. You're sexually harassed too. I can't remember which the, part made me feel like that, but by uh, secret of the ooze. <laughs> Shit. Uh something oh like that. Oh my goodness. I, I don't That's know. bad. But but yeah, so I, I kind of knew that going back into it this yeah. time. And I'm like, yeah. hey Tim, you don't like this movie. So just right. be aware of that. And knowing that, I ha- I had a pretty fun time. I'm not going to lie. You know what? There's certain movies that will always I'll always have the opposite opinion the next time I go watch it. It's like one of the it's like a movie that's like right down the middle and you're like, "Okay, if I go in thinking I don't like this, you'll come out being like, "It wasn't that bad. I kind of liked it." And then the next time you'll go and watching it, you'll be like, "I like this." And then you'll watch it and be like, "It's bad. It's not that good." Yeah. Uh, this could be one of those flip-flopping movies for you. Yeah. So if you if you came here today, Dean, thinking, oh no, Tim hates this movie. It's gonna be Tim ripping on this movie. That's not what's, that's not what's gonna happen here. Well, I am relieved. Call me relieved, <laughs> Tim. Because you can wipe uh, the sweat off your brow now. Because yeah, that maybe is why I was sweating so much. Because I uh on this rewatch, just once again absolutely love this movie. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, TMNT 1 is released in 1990. It is a mega hit. It's a smash mega hit. Yeah. It earns over $200 million. It right. becomes the highest grossing independent movie up until that time. Yeah. So, of course, they want to pump another one out, right, as fast you as they to. can. So they do. Yeah. And this movie actually comes out less than one year after the first wow. one was released. Okay. That's okay. how quick they flipped this one around. That's okay. often not great. Yeah. Often not great. You often want to take a bit of time with your sequel. You see, the thing is that if it comes out less than a year after the first one, you kind of take the first idea anybody has. So when someone goes, uh, ooze, you're, you're like, yep. Ooze. It's ooze. That's the movie. We're doing ooze. Yeah. Or they're like, mutagen. And someone says, nobody will know what that means. Let's call it ooze. Right. Because the viewers are idiots. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well. I didn't mean to be This movie is for... The movie is for kids. For sure. Right. So I think that's why they went with ooze. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I read that Eastman and Laird had all sorts of like comments about how the second movie should go. Oh, okay. Yeah. And those guys strike me as a couple of guys you should, you know, listen to about the Ninja Turtles. About the Turtles? Probably. You know, just created them and all. Created them. Yeah. But basically, the producers of the movie wouldn't listen to anything. That they had to offer. 
and often cool. went with the complete opposite of their cool. suggestion, which uh, is how we end up with this very kid-friendly Ninja Turtles 2. Because yeah. the first one, kind of dark, you know, kind of dark. It, it's it's yeah. a bit for the kids, but it's also a bit for the adults. Eastman yeah. and Laird said, you guys need to dig into two darker, make it more like the comic. Uh, no, thank you. The producer said, mm -hmm. we don't know who you are. Your names are unrecognizable to us. <laughs> and we will make our own decisions. Thank you very much. We will tell silly jokes. And yes. we will not fight with any weapons. Thank you, Peter, for your comments. But <laughs> no. No. No, no. You don't know you. We know turtles like I do. <laughs> That's right. We know turtles. We know turtles. I have a synopsis here for you, Dean. Okay. Lay it on me. The turtles and the shredder battle once again, this time for the last canister of the ooze that created the turtles, with which shredder wants to unleash an army of new mutants. It's, I mean, yeah, meh. It's whatever. They only have one problem. That's the word army. I've got a couple problems. Okay. The turtles and the shredder battle once again. Yeah. But not really. Like they don't battle. They kind of battle. They battle. They never battle. They kind of battle. They talk about battling. <laughs> well, the turtles battle the foot, but they don't battle the shredder. They come face to face with the shredder. Okay. So think the about the turtles battling. and the shredder come face to face <laughs> once again. This time for the last canister of the ooze. <laughs> there, yeah, actually, that's way better. That's way better. <laughs> so this movie was released in 1991 with a budget of 25 million dollars, and it grosses 78 million. So boom, okay. money tripled. Yep, great. Okay, that's that's totally great. They got to be very yep. happy with that. This movie was directed by Michael Pressman, and hey, he's done some movies, Dean. Which ones? Uh, I didn't recognize any of them. Okay, cool. But he's done some movies. Okay, okay. He was more successful for TV. And uh, that's kind of the same story with the writer, Todd Langan. Now, cinematography. Now we're on to something. Oh. Shelley Johnson. Okay, she did Jurassic Park 3, Sky High, The Wolfman, Captain America, The First Avenger, and some others. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, very nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Music by John Duprez. Actually, Duprez. John Duprez. Uh, he's back again after doing the music for TMNT1. I really liked the music in TMNT1, and I really like the music in this movie. This guy's good. Yep. Yeah, the music in this movie is great. It's uh, it's kind of what gets me going right at the beginning. It, it it's why I knew I would love the movie again when I when I popped it in. The music starts going. I'm like, oh, I love it. I feel it. This is exactly. I'm I'm being transported back to childhood. Great music. He actually created a sound for the Ninja Turtles cinematic universe. And when you hear it, you're like, you can you can notice that that's Ninja yeah. Turtles. You know, totally. I can hear a riff from one of these movies, and I'm like, that's Ninja Turtles. So yeah, that's always an accomplishment if you can create a sound for the movie. For sure. There is a new April O'Neil in this movie, played by Paige Turco. Now, mm -hmm. she did a great job. But, she's great. But she's not my April. Yeah. 
She she doesn't have red hair. Yeah, she's my April because of this movie. So it would it I get, be? I get it though. Would it be too much to ask just to dye her hair red or give her a red wig? No, you could do that. They should do that. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? Yeah, I was excited to see her because she's my April. So I was like, okay, here we go. Now it's April time. Well, I wanted not to like her because the the first April is my April, and then right. she's so charming. She she's great. Won me over so fast, and she yep. does such a great yep. job. But her hair's the wrong color. It's true. What if the Ninja Turtles were blue? Would you just be like, that's fine? No, I mean, right? I guess if I watched only this movie as a kid, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I know. Wrong. There's a there's a there's a lot of small misses in yeah. this movie that I'm not really gonna like hit on too hard. But it's the reason why this didn't work for me. You know, seeing it in the theater. And uh, why I don't think it's a great sequel to the first one. But as you said, this yeah. is this is just a fine kids movie. It's a fine standalone yeah. kids movie. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need the first one actually at all. Not really. No. So Judith Hogue, who played April in the first movie, she stood up for the mistreatment of stunt doubles in the first movie and was not invited back for the second movie. Oh, wow. Okay. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. There's a new voice for Donatello and Raphael. And whenever stuff like this happens, I always feel like it hurts continuity, especially with this movie coming out so close to the first one. And obviously right, yeah. Donatello, you know, voiced by Corey Feldman, such an iconic voice. When you lose that, it's a yeah. big hit. It, it This whole movie felt like it was a different world than the first movie. Mm, yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. Uh, it definitely feels like we said, you don't really need the first one at all. They kind of even re-explain everything of like their origin in this one. And I think that might've been their goal. You know, they might've just been like, if they're going to make it in the next movie more for kids, maybe they got to explain, maybe kids didn't even see that first one, but I don't know. I guess everybody saw the first one cause it made so much money. Yeah. Well, yeah, they wanted yeah. to make more money and yeah. made it for kids. And I think that probably hurt them. I think if they maybe went a different route, they would have made more money. Right. Yeah. 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 True. Eastman and Laird wouldn't let them do Bebop and Rocksteady because the characters are basically, as they put it, so dumb in the cartoon that they didn't want them in a movie. Okay. So they the movie didn't have the rights to Bebop and Rocksteady. So the movie that sucks. <laughs> it did suck. Yeah. The movie yeah. doubles down and brings in Toka and Razar, who yeah. are even dumber than bebop and rocksteady yeah i wish i wish i had some bebop and rocksteady for sure so i yeah, love i them. mean coming into this movie i'm like okay of course yeah you're getting bebop and rocksteady it's gonna be awesome yeah. and then you don't yeah. and it's another small small miss like where are they yeah i've got good things to say about toka and razor when we get there really um, but well, yeah. i can't yeah, wait yeah, I, I can't wait to hear that yeah um, but, uh, yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady not being the movie is disappointing for sure. Yes. Agreed. So we start the movie off in New York City, and we see a lot of people enjoying slices of pizza. Hell yeah. And I don't know why I like this so much, but yeah. I really like it. It's, it's great. It's such a small thing. But we, yeah. we know the turtles love pizza, and showing all these people... 
just enjoying pizza. I don't know. I really liked it. It's so good. It's like, you're like, ah, the turtles like pizza because they live in New York. And people in New York just <laughs> love pizza. They it's also a, love pizza. They just grew up with pizza. That's why they love it. Yeah, it was fun. It's great. Yeah, I, I always love that opening. I love watching everyone eating their pizza. And it's like, they're like kind of hang, people are like hanging out. And then they'll just like go grab their slice of pizza. Like it's, it's, it's sometimes in situations where you wouldn't expect them to go for the slice. And then you start picking up that everybody's eating pizza. I love it. I love the opening. Yeah. We meet Kino, a pizza delivery guy. Now, this guy was Donatello's stunt double in the first film and got promoted to a full role here in Secret of the Ooze because uh, he nice. was so like, well-liked. And, and he's so awesome. I mean, holy, holy damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, amazing. He was a good character, too. I really liked him in the movie. Great character. Um, loved him, you know, when I was younger because um, he's the one you want to be. You know, you can't be a turtle. So you want to be Kino. So, uh, yeah, absolutely loved him. Yeah. Kind of another thing I forgot. And then we're introduced to this kind of dorky pizza delivery guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like this guy. And then he wins me over so fast and just rules for the rest of the movie. Yeah. He's delivering a pizza to April O'Neil when he stumbles into a robbery in progress. Now, I was not expecting this. But he beats up three guys at one time. Awesome. Yeah. Then a bunch more come out, and then the turtles come out to help, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Now, I assume that these thugs have heard about the Ninja Turtles, because that's why they're not screaming in terror. <laughs> they're not reacting at the sight at all. of human turtles. Right. Yeah. They must know about them. So the turtles are being really silly fighting these guys. They're cracking yes. jokes. Very they silly. are using a yo-yo as a weapon. I thought it was actually pretty fun. I think this... Okay, so this viewing, going into it, I know that the action is uh, silly. I know there's a lot of jokes being cracked. I know they're never using a weapon. Like I don't think they right. ever actually hit anybody with a weapon. Um and so going into this, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I haven't seen, I actually haven't watched it in many years. And uh, uh, so I had that perspective of just like, okay, just get over the fighting not being that great. And, and maybe, yeah, maybe it's nostalgia, but you're saying so too. It was a good time. I loved it. I thought it was very funny. All the jokes, it, it's what I actually really love about the movie is how, how many jokes are, how silly it is, how funny, how funny it is, which is totally could be a turnoff if you really liked the first movie. It would just like completely turn you off of this movie. Um, but for me, that's what was really clicking and that's what got me right into it. And I was laughing at a lot of these things that they were doing, even though I was kind of expecting myself to not really enjoy it. Totally loved it. Yeah. So you're right about the weapons. They show their weapons, but they never yeah. use them. Uh, yeah. it was deemed to be too violent for a kid's movie. Yeah. So they didn't do that. And I would also say that. This this behavior of the turtles is more in line with the original cartoon, whereas the more serious tone of the first movie is more in line, you know, with the comic book. With the comic, yeah. So I think that's why I was able to still enjoy this, because I was a huge fan of the cartoon, and this reminded me of it. This was their behavior. They're a bunch of goofy teenagers, yeah. right? They're not taking things seriously. Everything's a big joke, right? They don't really care about stuff, and that's how they were yeah. treating these fights, they can goof around 
and beat up 20 guys at one time because they're so good. So it did work for me. Yeah, you're never like worried in the fight that they're not going to oh, win. Oh, not at all. Know? Which is not really what you would have in this situation. You'd be like, oh yeah, they're definitely going to handle it. So I like that they ease all the tension by just cracking jokes. So you're just whatever, you're having a good time with them. I also think that there's like, some really quality jokes in the movie. I think there's some really funny moments. And one that I just really like is like Donatello always messing up the phrase, like always using the wrong word um, when they're like, awesome, totally. They're saying stuff and he just says something ridiculous. Um, I love it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just like, it's a gag they keep coming back to. And every time he can't do it, I find it more funny. Yep. Yeah. Very good humor in the movie. So Kino and the Turtles clean house and that's your intro. Yeah. I think the turtle costumes and overall design looks really good. You can, yep. you can tell the suits are a bit more high tech than the first movie. Like they put a bit more money yep. into it. So I, I like all that. We meet up with April and see that the turtles are living with her because in the last movie, the foot clan found their sewer layer. So they had to, move somewhere else. Yeah. Splinter is there as well. And he rips on them for not being stealthy enough. And Splinter, you know, always a downer, this guy. Always. I, I think he might be suffering from depression and who <laughs> Maybe, could blame yeah. him. You yeah. know, he was the one, he's a rat. He's not, he's not yeah. a cool turtle. He's a rat. No, no one likes him. You know, has trouble walking, needs to use a cane. Yeah. Uh, his eyes are, always seem to be drippy. Always, always wet. His he's, face is so wet. He's a, he's a goopy guy. He's a goopy guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a goopy guy. He's like I don't know, eighty nine years old, and he has to take care of these teenagers. So that kind of <laughs> sucks too. Like that rat that got <laughs> you know mutated. That rat yeah. was about to die. It was on his final days. It was for on sure. its deathbed, and it happened yeah. to get hit by that mutagen. Yeah. And now you have Master Splinter, just the, the grumpiest of fucks. So grumpy, so goopy. Then, Dean, we head to the city dump where we see Shredder's helmet. And then his hand dramatically yes. reaches out of the garbage. Yes. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I was a little bit scared. This is, oh, a little yeah, bit, okay. this is a little bit frightening. Yeah. For a kid's yeah. movie, at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be real, the hands out of the ground, hands out of the water, those are things that always scared me. I remember Batman, oh, yeah. the Joker, Ooh, yes, you know, yes. his hand comes up first, um, totally scared me. This too, I, I, I really like it. I really like the hand coming up. It reminded me of like wrestling stuff too, you know, yeah. when you just like, you're tapping someone out and they you're lift still their there. hand up. That's the still there, I'm still here. And so uh, I liked it, but yeah, I get it. I get the spookiness. Yeah. Then we see Tatsu, Shredder's second in command, and he's still angry as ever. He's throwing a fit. Man. Him and uh, Splinter should team up and just have the They'd grumpiest great duo friends. ever. Yeah. I'd like to hear just them have a conversation with each other. Yeah. He's complaining about the turtles, complaining about the Foot Clan. They're just <laughs> complaining back and forth. Tetsu, you are not being stealthy enough. <laughs> 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 I 
That is too loud, Tetsu. Those are two great impressions, Tim. <laughs> Those are great. I just came up with them. That splinter is great. Did you practice the splinter? No, the I didn't practice. I didn't, I didn't even perfect. think I would do that. I just kind of, that hit it's me in the perfect. moment. I never practice my impressions. They just, I they feel, just I feel moved by the moment. And then yeah, I decide yeah. to make an, an ass of myself. Yeah. Then you were taken it. over. You were taken over there by yeah. splinter. That was incredible. Don't make me pull ET out. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that would be a great movie, actually. Splinter, Tetsu, and E.T. Yeah, E.T. kind of fits in there. I think <laughs> I think Splinter trying to keep E.T. in line would be pretty funny. I would love to see the three of them go on a road trip. <laughs> yes, talk about a disobedient uh, youngster. That's E.T. right there. <laughs> Coming of age movie. You've got the three generations. So I feel good. like E.T.'s the child. Tetsu's like the, yeah. you know, maybe mid-30s and Splinter's yeah. uh, 127. <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> coming of age i like it this was funny though because tetsu in front of uh, a few remaining foot clan members he says he's the new leader and let anyone who dares challenge him do so then the shredder immediately appears in the door and says that he will challenge yeah i thought that was, thought that was funny it's oh great. yeah <laughs> side note tetsu shit his pants as well <laughs> yeah yeah that he's happened like, oh Whoa, okay He's like, why didn't I just wait two more minutes when the Shredder would show back up? And then he's just in charge if he shows back up. And now he has to challenge me. I wish I kept my mouth shut for five more seconds. I wish I didn't break that table in half. Just just wait. Just wait on it. What's the timeline from the last movie to this movie? Like six hours? Eight hours? Like, What are they trying to tell us? I was going to say less than 24, I think. Yeah, because like the first thing you do as Tetsu is like deem yourself the new leader. Yeah. And, like, Shredder, <laughs> That's like the night of Shredder got, he got driven to the dump and then came out of yeah. the dump and went back to his headquarters. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is like an immediate sequel. It's the night of, yeah. The, the, the sun has not risen yet. Yeah, I don't once. think so. Yeah. No, I think it's the same night. Yeah. They just order that just the, the Ninja Turtles have ordered a ton of pizza because there's so many pizza boxes there. So they've just like ordered a ton of pizza that night in victory, victory well, it's pizza. Party time, bro. They killed the it's Shredder. Party time, yeah. Yeah. Although, a couple pitchers you know, of beer. Little uh, assist from our good friend Casey Jones, who's nowhere to be seen yeah. in this movie. No. Because he, he, would, he would be too violent and scary for children. Yeah, he is a little scary. In the first one, um, he does show up in the third. Tim, he's back. He comes back, yeah. He's back, but I but guess let, let he's me probably guess. Uh, let toned me, down. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let me guess. He's quite toned down. Yeah, he doesn't wear the mask. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Love him. So the movie gets into the backstory of the ooze that mutated the turtles, and the story goes that a company, Techno Global Research Industries, created the ooze. And it was created as a byproduct of something else they're making. So it was done by accident. Mm. They lose a canister. That went into the sewer and created the turtles. Also, they have more of the ooze that they're trying to dispose of. And some of it is leaking into the ground. Yeah. So I do like that they dig into the origin story here. But... Also, at the same time, because the movie is already so silly, I think they really should have gone all the way and introduced the ooze coming from Dimension X 
and introduce Krang. I think that completely would have worked with this movie. That doesn't fit the vibe of the first one, but I think it fits the vibe of this one. Yeah. I can't say no to that. I think it does does fit the vibe of it. Um, yeah, if you're going to go with that. If you're going to go with uh, explaining it anyways. I like it. I do like this uh, this ooze part, though, a lot. Like, just the beginning with, like, the reporter, never, or, like, with, um, sorry, the actual uh, industry talking about it. And then, like, after getting interviewed, they go off to the side and there's, like, these giant dandelions because the ooze has leaked out. And, like, the giant dandelions really stick in my head. Like, as a kid, like, I wanted one. I wanted a giant dandelion. And, like, just, like, even when the guy cracks it, when he just, like, cracks that dandelion, there's, like, something really satisfying about that sound. I've always remembered that sound. Uh, so I, I really dig the giant dandelions. I actually like them as well. Yeah. I did have a thought when I saw them myself, and it was they didn't have a lot of time to get these giant dandelions, like to create this prop. You know, with the movie yeah. being on such a short timeline, it that's just what went into my head for some reason. Like, yeah, good cool. for them for, for figuring out this prop in such a short amount how, of time. Yeah, how to do it. Yeah, sweet. I really like the professor at this, uh, yeah. the global uh, global tech industries here. He's the guy who created the use. Yeah. And now he's trying to dispose of it. And we see yeah. him in the lab. <laughs> His just laborious journey of like purging one canister at a time on his computer. It, he, he makes me feel like he's been doing it for years. For years. Years like, and years and years. He's been sitting there punching codes into, into the computer. And then a canister is like flushed out. And then he's like, 174. <laughs> and then he does his sequence again and another one goes Disposed. down. Yeah. I When I watch it, I think it would be okay and not too bad to do if you had like some music or a podcast going. He's got yeah, right. nothing. He's just sitting there in his lab coat just disposing. Yeah. Um, this, guy's, this guy's played by David Warner. Um great actor this is i love him because of this movie so i don't know i feel like he's a big big well-known actor but i always just notice him because i noticed him in this i think he was a great choice um yeah. and also the like the character like what they decided to do with his character yeah. i also think is a great choice because yes he's not he's not dumb but he's yeah. kind of hmm, i don't even know what the right word is he's he's i don't know he doesn't really seem to care. Like nothing really phases him yeah. or affects him. He's just, he's yeah, kind yeah. of aloof to everything that's going on. It's just yeah. like, oh, whatever, you know, oh, I created, you know, the ooze. It's leaking into the neighborhood. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. giant four, you know, four huge live turtles. Oh, well, whatever. Let's just go with the flow. No biggie. They could have made him like an evil scientist or something like yeah. that. They could have gone a different route and it definitely wouldn't have worked as well as what they decided to do with him. Yeah. And they also could have made him like super nerdy and they didn't really do that. Like, yeah, I, I really like him. I think he's uh, I think he's a good character. And his like his um, not really caring about stuff, his attitude is like makes him really uh, makes it they, like they can use him in different situations. You know, he's very like versatile in the movie because like he's with Shredder at a time and he's with the turtles at a time, you know, yeah. it's like, and he works in both situations cause he's so like easygoing like that. Like he doesn't really care. I think it was the actor, but 
for some reason, he really reminded me of Brain from Escape from New York. Yeah. That yeah, character. Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. I agree with that. So the leaking ooze is a news story. So Splinter takes that opportunity to show the turtles the canister that contained the ooze that created them. And the container has TGRI written on the side, which stands for Techno Global Research Industries, so they know where it's from. Splinter doesn't want the ooze to fall into the wrong hands and sends the turtles to TGRI. Shredder has other ideas, and he sends Mm -hmm. the foot. The two squads meet in the lab and battle it out. And it's a fun fight scene. Yeah, They're fighting for the canister, The canister is bouncing around. It's going from group to group until Tetsu gets it, throws a smoke grenade, and then the foot and him disappear with it. Yeah. So, again, I'm not minding how goofy the turtles are being in these fights. They're they're being ridiculous. They don't seem to care whether they win or lose. They're just there to have a fun time. And that rubs off on me. It, it turns out that <laughs> yeah. I'm there to have a fun time. And it, and it really works. They're actually there for like quite a serious reason. <laughs> they're trying to get this like dispose of all this ooze, make sure it doesn't get into the wrong hands. And they're completely goofing off. You're right. <laughs> they don't really care. They're just like surfing on chairs <laughs> and just like making commentary about that. Like surf's up. It's so fun. You're right. We're also there to have a good time. And they show us that. Uh, and at this at this moment, after we've already had one fight, now we've got another fight, and it's very clear that they do, like, isolation fights. You know, it's like, okay, each turtle gets to fight their own guy, so we get our own moments, and uh, really works. I'm never like, oh, stupid Foot Clan, you should just all attack them at once. Nope, I like one at a time. I want to just see the fun fight. I want to see the... I mean, like, the mo- the the moves are fine. You know, they're not super cool, but they're fun. You know, it's, yeah. it is a fun, interesting fight, so I'm glad that they kind of split off like this. They split off. They also, you know, often get together for one, like, move. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, the foot, they're awful. It's just, they just sit they're back. They're so bad. <laughs> they sit back waiting to be attacked or waiting to send yeah. one guy in at a time. They enter the battle and wait to be punched, <laughs> you know? They're just kind of, like, jiggling around, bouncing around until someone punches them, and then they, yeah. f- they go flying. Yeah. It's totally fine, though. I think they had, I think the turtles had like a huddle in this fight. They had a huddle to talk about strategy. (laughs) And again, they're just goofing off. No one knows what they're talking about. It's great. I really get the feeling like they just don't care. Like all that matters to them is getting home for pizza. Whether they do the job or not, it doesn't matter. They Splinter sent them. Okay. He sent them. So they have to go, but they're like, well, whatever. We're doing it because that guy's so grumpy. Let's just do it instead of arguing with them. But hey, yeah. let's just, whatever. Let's have a fun time while we do it. Fun. And then when we get home, we'll order some pizza. Like, this is going to be a great day. <laughs> it really, for me, this movie really taps into them being teenagers. That's probably exactly. why I just really liked it as a kid. Really liked it when I was, you know, 10 years old or whatever. Because they are just being kids. If you were told to go do something that you didn't care about, but you thought you should do it, you're just going to goof off. Yeah, for sure. Just reminds me of like a kid put in a sport that they don't want to do, but their parents want them to do it. They're so they're goofing off. Right. Yeah. You're playing baseball and you're like picking the base up and 
Yeah. Throwing it. You're throwing it around. You're throwing your glove and trying to catch it with your head. You're throwing it up in the air and trying to catch it on your head in the outfield. That kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Then the ball gets hit to you and like just goes over your head. You're not paying Whatever. attention. It's yeah. fine. You're just having a good time. I didn't want to be here anyways. Yeah. I'll show you people. Yeah. Sign me up for baseball. Yeah. Picking dandelions in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, huge dandelions, Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mutated. <laughs> So the Shredder uses the ooze to create a couple of mutants of his own. Toka and Razor. And uh, Dean, you said you had some stuff to say about them. I will let you just go ahead and uh, say what you want to say. And then I will uh, I'll throw in my comments after. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of tough sometimes when they're on screen and they're being like so dumb and such babies. I like the general idea that Shredder just assumed that making these animals into mutated creatures would just make them so fierce and vicious and just want to kill and that he was wrong because he grabbed young animals. So they are like, they're still like babies. They're young infant animals, kind of like the turtles have been just goofing off. These are even younger. And these are even younger animals that they got. So they act like babies. So I like the idea, even though it's kind of hard to watch them sometimes. Um, the other thing I will say is that I really, really like their costumes. Uh, I think they look great. I think, especially like Toka, I think looks awesome. Um, Razar is like, okay. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I really like how they look. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like that. Yes, they were babies and the whole process didn't work out because we know from the first yeah. one, right? Like the, the mutagen got spilled on Splinter, who was an old fart, and he's gro- <laughs> yeah. he's already knowledgeable when he is changed. But remember, yeah. the turtles, it took them many years to learn, right? Like we saw the the montage yeah. in the first movie of Splinter training them. You know, they're, they're, they're babies. Pizza, pizza. pizza. Like they don't, they grew from nothing. So it takes some time. So I did like, yeah, I like that as well. The shredder gets them and he's like, what, what, what the hell is this? Like, (laughs) let's kill these things. They're useless. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Until he sees how strong they actually are. Like one of them picks up a car and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I can use this. So (laughs) let's keep them around for a bit. I am going to have a differing opinion with you here though. Okay. I did think Toka looked good. I thought Razor looked terrible. Yeah. I just, I just thought that so, costume design looked so, so stupid, so fake, so bad. Yeah. It it stuck out against the other turtles and Splinter and Toka. It just, it was like, you know, one of these things just doesn't belong here. And yeah. his name is Razor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I, like I said, Razor is not that great. Um, and I love, I love Toka a lot. So it's Razor. Really? It's like his face. It's so fucking weird. It's too huge. It's too huge. It's too big. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm with you. I just think still having it just be like a big wolf thing. Puppet is still like kind of enough for me, but it doesn't look great. The face is my problem. If you cut that face in half, That yeah. would look cool, but like, why is it so long? Yeah, his eyeballs are also fucking googly, googly weird. Oh, his eyeballs are so and... weird. 
Man, he looked like he was just tripping balls this whole movie. <laughs> like he was just messed up. He he, did, he didn't he know did. what I don't think the I don't think the mutation worked as well with him. <laughs> he looked like he did not know what was going on and maybe they just should have put him out of his misery. It just makes him look even more dumb. <laughs> Man. What a character. What a character. So the turtles they head back into the sewer looking for a new place to live and they find an abandoned train station. Pretty cool. I love it. Kino infiltrates the Foot Clan with a bit of help from Raphael, but they're both seen and Raph gets caught almost immediately. Kino is able to escape and go and tell the other turtles who quickly show up to the auto scrapyard, which is the new HQ of the foot, or maybe it was even the old HQ because right, it's yeah. probably they're just their normal HQ because of the timeline. Yeah. It's just their headquarters. It's just the next day. Look different though. It looked different. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. In the first movie, they had, they had arcade machines, you know, all sorts of cool, cool shit going on. Yeah. This was just a scrapyard, but this is just the back scrapyard to that arcade. And Dean, this is the scene where we get the line that you like so much. You've mentioned it before. Why don't you tell us about yes. this line? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um I'll set I'll set up the line. Yeah, great. Uh, the turtles the turtles have to they're they're going to sneak in to uh rescue Raph because Raph is uh Raph has been taken and tied up and it's a big it was big urgency. So they they sneak in. They're turtles. They're good with stealth, right? So they start sneaking in and uh everything's uh everything's quiet they're like oh okay everything's everything's quiet you know so they say you know yeah a little too quiet and then oh there are some guys there's some foot clan donatello goes over handles them super easily well that was easy uh, yeah a little too easy and then they see raf <laughs> can't even get there. can't even do it they see raf tied up there there's raf and michelangelo it's got to be him hey eh? yeah a little too raf great and that doesn't sound funny but it was hilarious in the movie it's so funny it's so funny um shouldn't it have been donatello saying it though because he's screwing up the lines interesting yeah but it was michelangelo i know Um, yeah i know i get that too i know yeah but like it just like the the lead up of it of just being like uh like you just don't see it coming you know you don't know a joke's coming it's a slow burn because it's not really quick like it it is progressing through the scene you know, like yeah, they, they do things after they say exactly. It. Yeah. They, they do some, they do something. Then they say the first part. Then they do something else, and they say the second part. And you're like, oh yeah, right. They said that before. Then they do the third part, and they say, they say that line. And then you're like, that's pretty funny. That's <laughs> a, a little too a little too rough. Yeah, yes, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's one of the best jokes ever written, I think. I don't know about that, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Peak of comedy. Now. What I loved about this was Raph is tied up to a pole in the yeah. middle of this open area. It's clearly a trap. Clearly. Clearly, yeah. It reminded me of the trap in Prey, where they tied up Naru and Tabe yeah. to this pole in the middle of a forest, and they're just waiting for yeah. the predator to go there. It's so obvious. Yeah. What I loved was the turtles still come in trying to be stealth. Yeah. So they're sneaking. They're they're ducking down. They're rolling. They're crouching, Rolls, yeah. hiding behind things. It's so funny because 
you just know every single Foot Clan member is hiding behind something, watching, <laughs> watching them, them. <laughs> watching what yeah. they're doing. And they're yeah. they're acting like six-year-olds, you know, yeah. pretending to be ninja, rolling behind a box and then popping their head up and then ducking down again and then crawling out the side <laughs> and then doing a quick roll to the next box and hiding there for a second and then popping up and seeing if anything's going on. And nothing's going on because it's a <laughs> trap for you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I re- I really liked it. It was it was funny. Yeah, especially when they all like kind of stand up after they've done that for a little bit. They all just sort of stand up and they're like, I don't think anybody's here. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they get caught. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. They see that Shredder's still alive, which is news to them. Right. Yeah. And Shredder uh, captures them in a net. He's about to drop them on some sharp objects, but Splinter shows up and shoots the rope with an arrow, freeing them. Hey, he did something. Wait, what is he doing there? He's he's come to help. So he he clearly doesn't have faith in the turtles. (laughs) No, he's like they they are not going to be able to pull this task off. I I must go save them. I guess the question is: Is he always there? Is he always oh, just there waiting hey. with his little bow just ready? For I anything? really like that question. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think my answer is yes. He is always yes. there, which yeah. would probably add to his grumpiness. And maybe that's <laughs> right. why he is the way he is. Yeah. He's just watching them goof off every time. Mm-hmm. So Shredder releases Toka and Razar. And they make a lot of loud noises. They make a lot of loud noises, yeah. A lot of them. Then they attack the turtles using raw power. They are just tossing the turtles like 50 feet through the air. Yeah, quite strong. Mikey finds a manhole and the turtles are able to escape with the professor uh, because he was previously taken by the foot. Right. Now, Shredder wants to call out the turtles for a final battle. So he sets Toka and Razar loose on the street at night to destroy the block and get some attention. Now, I would have much preferred to see this happen during the day with people around. Like, I get that the mutants are kind of like trying to be hidden and like stay yeah. out of the public eye. But if you want a news story... Set them loose during the day. I think that would have been a lot of fun, just watching people's reaction to them. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe like seeing Toka and Razor against the background of like actual human beings might have made them look too fake. That might have been a reason not to do it. But I think it would have been fun. Yeah. I think I, I yeah I, I agree with it. I'm trying to think of like like they need the next build up to be like oh you know later they're gonna be like uh we're gonna release them where people are and that's like the threat of the whole movie. So I get why there's no people here, but I think you're right. I think there's just no people here because it would I don't know maybe make them look bad, maybe make their costumes look. I, I'm not really sure. Maybe too much violence, whatever it is. Yeah, it's uh, prob- it, yeah, that's probably what it is. It's too much violence. Yeah. Like they're pushing over, they're pushing over cars, pushing over poles. Let's have some people running out of the way of that, right? Like that would have been great. Even that, yeah. 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 So the next day, April is reporting on the damage that happened on the street, at which time her coworker, Freddie, sneaks up on her in his Foot Clan costume. 
because he has infiltrated her team. And this is the big reveal of that. Huge. So he's this guy's playing both sides. We saw Freddie. Yeah. Freddie was like this new guy on like the news team. You know, the guy who like carries wires and he yeah. does he's, he's just a new he's a newbie. But really he's a Foot Clan member, like undercover, trying to get information. So great that, twist. That was a good twist. That was a good twist. But he this, he shows great up twist. here now and he's like, Hey April, the turtles must meet Shredder at a construction site or the Shredder will let Toka and Razor loose in Central Park. There you go. Which I'm just saying like, yeah, let's just we do We want to see that. Let's just do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. April, please like, yeah, do don't nothing. show up. Do nothing. <laughs> Forget you heard anything. Don't tell the turtles that. I want to see this. Uh, yeah. Funny scene here where the professor is making an anti-mutagen so that they can use it on Toka and Razar. And Mikey accidentally drops a piece of pizza into the broth. It rules. It's so funny. It's really funny. And they don't do anything with it. There's no callback. Yeah. It's no. completely <laughs> forgotten about. The mutagen just still jokes. works. It's yeah. just funny to watch and a really nice just touch. Just for jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the turtles go to the construction site. They're surrounded by Foot Clan. Shredder and Tetsu come out, as well as Toka and Razar. So things look bad. Yeah. <laughs> but Leo suggests before they fight, they take part in the pre-fight ritual of donut eating. And he offers Toka and Razar donuts. And the turtles have placed anti-mutagen ice cubes in the middle. Ice cubes, yeah. Why? Why? Why ice cubes? Why ice cubes? It had something to do with like. <laughs> oh yeah, they had to make it cold or something, right? They, uh, there was so, they said know. something. Yeah, they said something. There was right, something. Right, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but there was something. Yeah. Why? Maybe it was like unstable, unless it was cold yeah. or something. I don't know, but it was ice cubes. Ice cubes in the donut. Tim, I partook in the pre-fight ritual right before. Oh, did you? We podcasted today. You yeah. made a donut. I ate a donut. I partook in the pre-fight ritual. Oh. What kind of donut did you have? Uh, Boston cream. It did not have an ice cube in the middle. It's got that uh, banana cream in the middle. You don't need an ice cube. Exactly. It's delicious. That's a yummy donut right there. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm a jam buster type of guy, though. Oh, yeah. Those are great. They're just kind of, uh, they're kind of messy. They're messy. Jam buster and the classic yeah. uh, chocolate, like the chocolate donut yeah. with the icing on it. Very, very simple. Very delicious. Yep. Very delicious. So Toka and Razor eat a donut, but then they figure out it's a trick. Right. And then everybody starts fighting everybody in the middle of this construction zone. Toka throws Mikey through an old, like, rundown door, which <laughs> somehow leads right into a nightclub. It's a club. That Vanilla Ice is performing at. Hell yeah. Which just seemed very convenient. Like, very, yeah, oh yeah. Their hideout just happens to be attached to a nightclub maybe this is the arcade maybe, maybe. this is what happens maybe the night entertainment that's actually a good call <laughs> that would make yeah. sense yeah yeah that that helps out that makes it and makes it so we, what we what we missed and what we need in the movie is like shredder having to book 
Vanilla Ice as the guests that night um, to to be on stage. That would have been a great scene. Well, no, Shredder probably that, doesn't. That put wouldn't the guests, make sense. So. Like I, yeah. I kind of, I get what you're going. I get where you're going, Erdean, but I don't know if that would make sense. What about? There's a scene with some Foot Clan doing something, robbing something, beating someone up, and then they go back to the club, and a Foot Clan takes the mask off, and it's Vanilla Ice, and he's part uh, hey. of the Foot Clan. Yes, but he's also yes. a performer at the club that they I like own. it. I like that. Yeah. So the people at the club think that these are just people in costumes, the turtles and the other mutants, and they love yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it's great. Great show. They, 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 yeah, it's a great show. They're having a great time. Vanilla is digging it as well, and he decides to drop a freestyle rap for everybody. Hell, yes. Hell, yeah. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja, go. Yeah. Now, don't ask me how or why, but Frank Miller co-wrote the Ninja rap with Vanilla Ice <laughs> and DJ Earthquake. Hell, Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how and why, Tim. I don't have those answers. But if you didn't like it before, you better like it now. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved it before. This was definitely my favorite song when I was like 10 years old. I <laughs> loved it. It was my favorite song. What do you think Frank Miller contributed? Uh, I don't know. The dance moves. The dance moves you think at so? the end. Yeah, I think so. I think he might have. It, it might have just been the go, go Ninja. And I think right. he might have like been like, we need to say that three times in a row. We need to keep that. Let's loop that. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. We, we need to inject some repetitiveness into this song. <laughs> so the Shredder, who hates fun, shows up with some mutagen. The turtles blow him through a wall with a speaker, just like Back to the Future. Yeah, great. Yeah. Toka and Razor have been turned back into uh, animals. Mm -hmm. They're no longer human-like. But Shredder has spilled mutagen on himself and has now become Super Shredder. I liked that the mutagen made his spikes grow as well. Awesome. Was nice, I love nice how touch. he looks He looks Super Shredder. He yeah. looks great. He looks great. I love that his spikes are bigger. I love that his helmet is even bigger. It's just bigger. Like <laughs> It's like his head is like small in that huge helmet. I uh, really love it. I think he looks great. He looks menacing. Um, it's a fantastic choice. Yes, but then big problems. Big movie problems happening here for me. Didn't fight him? He's somehow under a dock. That's yeah. just where they start him. It's like it's like if you start One side is the construction <laughs> company, the other side of this club is underneath a dock. You're starting a video game. Level 1, you're <laughs> under a dock. Under the dock. Don't move or you'll break shit and it'll fall on top of you. He's just smashing beams. He he causes the entire dock to come down on top of him, and he's. I yeah. guess he's trying to crush the turtles as well. So dumb. He basically kills himself. The, the turtles yeah. are fine. They have shells, but they jump into the water. I really would have preferred if they just like shelled up. They just went into their shells. Right. Okay. Yeah. The beams come down and smash on top of them, and it doesn't matter. Because they have a shell. But they're like, yeah. their explanation, the turtles are like, oh, oh, don't forget that we're turtles. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You are turtles. Also, I didn't forget, but you are turtles. You have a hard shell. These beams won't hurt you. But meanwhile, they jump into the water. And they're like, oh, we can, yeah. we can go in the water because we're turtles. 
well, anyone can go in the water. And they escape the falling dock because they're in the water. Let the, let everything fall down on them and let them survive because of what they are. What I like about it, I like what you say too. I like that as well. That would be great. What I do like about it is that they say because they're ninjas, they're masters of their surroundings. So they use the water because they know that they'll be fine in the water because they're turtles. So I think they still use being turtles, but I do think that yours would work also. And possibly better, right? <laughs> possibly better. Possibly. <laughs> I'll have to see it. I'd have to see it, Tim. Uh, oh, dude. I saw it in my mind and it was so it was much so better. Good. It was so it was good. So... It was what it was what needed to have it was what needed to happen. Yeah, yeah. So the turtles are fine, but I mean, basically what we get here is no final battle. Yeah. Shredder and the turtles never fight each other in the entire movie. They fought in the first movie on the rooftop in a climax yeah. scene. And it was, it was one great, of the yeah. best parts of the movie. It was so sure, cool. Yeah. And then we get this, just this useless ending. And then they even throw Shredder's hand coming out of the rubble again, but then falling back down. Like, we don't need that. You didn't even yeah. give us a fight. He killed himself. Yeah, it's definitely a disappointing thing, especially when you see him so raging. You're like, oh, man, what are they going to do now? How are they going to figure this one out? Because it was such a good it was such a good fight right before this. You have like the great music playing. You have them now goofing off in a dance club. So they're dancing while they're fighting. I love a good dance fight. It's incredible. Um, they're also using their heads to try to get like um, uh, Toka and Razar uh, not down to their like animal forms, not mutated anymore. It was such a good package, I think. And then you like basically raise the stakes with having Shredder take the the mutagen. Shredder is now Super Shredder. Let's do it again like this. Yeah, exactly. Such this a is cool the final idea. battle here. Such a cool idea. Let's figure it out. He, If he's raging, that's fine. He can be raging like that, and they can be like shitting their pants, being like, what do we do here? We got to figure something out. But yeah, do something. <laughs> Some sort of fight, not just he crushes himself because he's raging. Like maybe they thought in the first movie, normal Shredder like handed the turtles their ass. Maybe yeah. Super Shredder doesn't make sense that they'd be able to defeat him. But yeah. still, look, they've been practicing. They've been learning. Have a really cool fight on top of the dock. Have all four yeah. turtles fight Shredder for a bit. You know, sure, I think having the dock fall on top of him is a great idea. But, like, let the turtles be the one who make it happen, right? Yeah. Let them yeah. get defeated and... They one of them, you know, realizes, oh, if we can like pull these beams out, we could crush him or something like that. Like, right. Yeah. Just do something like that. But the shredder punching out beams, <laughs> saying like, I don't care. It, like basically, I don't care if I die. I'm just so mad and I'm punching beams out. Blinded by rage. <sighs> that was that did not work at all for me. But whatever. The turtles go back to the sewer. Splinter asks them if they were seen. They say, of course not, because they practice <laughs> the art of, of invisibility. Of course. And he shows them a newspaper, and they are on the front page. Classic. So again, how long were they gone? That Splinter <laughs> was able to get a newspaper with them on the cover. What's the timeline here? Don't know. I don't know. Don't know. And the end. It must be just like five in the morning, maybe. He just like first 
First one out there to get a newspaper? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. He's old, right? He's up at four. He's up at three thirty, four in the morning. He got <laughs> just waiting for that newspaper to come with his cup of coffee. Yeah, but how long does it take to like get that picture, get that story, and print a newspaper? Maybe they had a long Probably walk not the home. next day. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Foot Clan uh, nightclub is pretty far away. It's fine. It's fine. The timeline. <laughs> I don't think anybody's really thought about the timeline of the movie. It doesn't really matter. No. Yeah. I'm just gonna call out a couple things, but yeah, there yeah. it is. I had fun. I had fun too. It was great. I really, really, I think it's like a movie that I'll, I'll just keep watching. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just like such a great thing. Uh, just such a great piece of my childhood. So it brings me back there, but also it's not only because of that. Like I do find myself really enjoying it now, not just because of nostalgia. Cause I've gone back and watched some other movies with like that I had huge nostalgia for and they just didn't didn't live up to it. This one did for me. I'll definitely be watching it again uh, many times. I had a blast. So we like having fun on the podcast and we want to have a little bit more fun. We don't want this to end. So this is not official, but we thought it would be a fun time because this movie is the Ninja Turtles. We wanted to put it through our ninja rating system. Now, this, yeah. this is not going to go on our list. This is not official, you know, ninja walkthrough stuff. But we just thought it would be fun since we're covering this movie. Let's see how it rates. So, Dean, weapons and yes. tools. Yeah. Talk us through this category. Okay, weapons and tools. Um, okay, tough. Tough category here for this movie because... Um, what we like to see in this category is like, you know, classic ninja weapons, new weapons we haven't seen before, cool stuff, um, large variety. They, they show their regular weapons, but as we said, they don't use them. They don't learn, like really use them. They are there, they are present, but they don't use those weapons, but they've got to find a shit ton of other stuff to use in this movie in order to be weapons. <laughs> so we actually get a huge variety because they're not allowed to use their weapons. So we get things like yo-yos, sausage links, pizza boxes. Um, there's there's nets and ropes and bow and arrow happening from uh, um, Splinter. There's like, if you just go with uh, Shredder, you know, he's got his super Shredder suit. You know, that's that's a, a weapon in itself. Um, they have to, they, they use a like... Um, fire extinguisher at one point as a weapon they're using you know if you think about like poisons even they're using the ice cubes you know as you know it's, it's like kind of a, a different take on poisons so I, I think there's actually a large variety of weapons that they do end up using and it's always something that's around them it's always something nearby and they turn it into a weapon so even though there's not like you know there's not standard classic you know there's no sword we don't see a single sword in the entire movie i still think it gets a pretty decent score for me because they find a lot of stuff to use so i got at a seven okay so i mean i i agree with you like they're not using their weapons they instead are using like the stuff you said like sausages yo-yo they use a lot of like wooden clubs they used a tie at one point Splinter does use a bow and arrow, which was cool. So I feel like they're almost 
I feel like that kind of lends itself to tools more than weapons because they're not mm, really yeah, using okay. weapons. They're finding things to use as tools to be weapons. So I that think I think the weapons scores really low. The tools ends up scoring much higher, maybe much higher than we've ever had before in, in a tools category because there's always so many great weapons in these ninja movies that we're watching. But yeah, I just I think it's overall pretty weak. Like we're just we're not really getting what we want out of this category. Like I don't want to see pizza boxes thrown at people. I don't want to see them using a tie. <laughs> I want to see cool yeah. ninja weapons. Like ninja yeah. shit. That's what this category is about. So I agree like they they do get some points. They did some fun stuff with it, but I can only go as high as a 5. Now, tactics. Fun tactics in this movie, I thought. Freddy, the reporter, infiltrates April's news team. Very cool. Kino briefly infiltrates the foot. Shredder is out for revenge. The foot at one point disappear in a ball of smoke. Uh, one of the turtles at the beginning pretended to be a blow-up toy. It's like... Yes. Deceiving the, uh, and it the, worked, the yeah. foot clan member. Yeah, that, that, that was cool. They hide the mutagen in a donut. They use their shells to attack at one point, which I think that's a great tactic. If you have the shell, use it. But damn, those turtles, they are always so loud when they're supposed to be sneaking in somewhere. They're on a rooftop, like ready to climb in a window, and they're like screaming at each other. You know, like, we're supposed to be stealth and quiet here. Oh, 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 we will be, you know. Oh, who ordered pizza for later? It's just like, <laughs> dude, shut up. Just stop talking. So th the turtles are kind of terrible when it comes to tactics. But it's some of the other things in the movie that, you know, kind of pump it up a little bit. I mean, the, tr the turtles also, they all get caught. Yeah. You know, they all get <laughs> captured. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought it was mediocre. Uh, I'm, giving it a, <laughs> I'm giving it another five. Yeah. Um, yes, tactics are definitely fun in this movie. Uh, there's there's a lot of like um, disappearing in smoke too, uh, which I like. I like that as tactics. There's a lot of infiltration. Um, you know, Kino also is uh, infiltrating the Foot Clan. Um, you know, there's like yeah, there's there's just like a lot of different levels, a lot of fun stuff going on. But it is true that they aren't like when you think of. <laughs> When you think of like if they actually were put through some sort of ninja test, I don't know like if they would if they would pass because they're so loud and <laughs> they're so damn loud everywhere. Uh, I am again higher than you on tactics, though. Uh, I'm the same score as I was for weapons. I'm a seven. It's fine. You have nostalgia for this movie. I do. So I love the tactics. Yeah, it's all good. Fighting and kills, Dean. Go ahead. Okay, fighting and kills. Uh, no kills in the movie, um, which is tough. Uh, it's not really what we're looking for in a ninja movie. We want heads to be popping off. We want limbs to be popping off. People, that's definitely not happening. People are not even dying in this. Um, the fights, though, are uh, a lot of fun, as we've mentioned. They're a good time. They're telling jokes. Stakes are very low of the fight, so you can really enjoy them. So I find myself not really nitpicking any... Like, there's not really any moves to be like, that was cool or that wasn't cool. It's, it's all kind of cool to me because 
it's so low stakes. So anything that happens, any anything they're using, any move that they do end up pulling up, I'm usually like, oh, that was pretty cool and that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, a- as a whole, what we're looking for is like uh, more violence. <laughs> so uh, this one's, uh, because I have so much fun, I am able to score to five. Okay. No kills. Obviously, no heads popped off. Not that type of movie. That is going to give it a low score right off the bat. That's half the category. Quite a bit of fighting. You know, I like how the turtles fight. I like how they often will work together. The foot clans sucked. They just stood around waiting to be hit. Um, While the action was repetitive, it didn't feel repetitive to me. So as we went from like one battle to the next... It didn't feel like the same thing. It always felt different. It, it felt like there was variety, which I liked. Toka and Razar throwing turtles through the air, I thought was a lot of fun. But the big problem for me comes into what could have been and what was missed. So no final battle with the Shredder. No battle at all with the Shredder. Huge miss. This one, unfortunately, I have to give a pretty low score to. This did not really work for me. I've got a three. Okay, settings and locations. So we're in New York City. We're in a department store. April's apartment, a dump, scrapyard, train station in the sewer, laboratory, a nightclub. The turtles, I found, were often using their surroundings to their advantage, which was nice. I like that. I thought they did a good job of like pacing and continually moving from location to location. So this was a bit better category for me. I've got a six. Okay. Um, I was wondering if I was going to be standard two points higher than you on every category here. That will not not be the case. That'll not be the case for this one. Um, But locations are a really big, um, a really big thing that I noticed this watch that I absolutely love about this movie, everything where every place they are, I just like remembered exactly how it looked. And I think that's because it's like the sets are just like uh, some, somehow they're just like set up really cool Um, because like even just this, this layer in the sewers, like instead of just in the sewer, like they actually are in like this old train station or something. And there's like a train in there that they're putting their stuff in. There's like stairs. It's lit. Cool. I loved that so much in the, the first fight that's in like this department store uh, or in a mall. It's, it's kind of like in this like down steps kind of underground mall. Very cool. Um, really liked that. And, uh, yeah, even just like getting into the nightclub, it was just that whole outside area, even though it doesn't make any sense, that whole outside area that's like warehouse and then going into the nightclub. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the locations and just like basically how they looked. And yeah, they were just in New York. There wasn't a lot of water stuff. They did go in the water at the end, uh, but <laughs> there wasn't a lot of water stuff. There wasn't a lot of mountain stuff. There wasn't a lot of forest stuff. But I think what they did have and where they used, they did well. So I have a seven. Cool. All right. Well, take us home with fun factor. Okay. So obviously I love the movie. Um, would I buy it on Blu-ray? Of course I have it. Uh, well, I think I have a DVD, but <laughs> that's, I, that's okay. I'm going to keep that. Uh, would I buy it on Blu-ray if it's available? I will. Um, I love it. I would recommend it to people for sure. Um, 
in letting them know that it's a kid's movie. It's much different than the first one. It's not just going to be a nice sequel to the second. So um, I would still want people to watch it. I think it's very funny. I think it's a very fun time. Uh, For me, it is a 7 out of 10. Cool. So I don't know if this is a recommend for me, but I had fun with it. I had fun with the fight scenes, mostly for how goofy they were. Which yeah. is fine. I liked learning the backstory of the ooze. I thought that was a nice addition. Toka and Razor, like, while they were pretty lame for the most part, I thought introducing new mutants was a fun idea. So that worked. Super Shredder was awesome, even though he wasn't utilized correctly. I'm giving bonus points for Vanilla Ice. I could see myself watching this again. Like if this if this comes on TV. I could see myself tuning in and watching it. I didn't think I'd say that going into this, but I'm saying it now. I won't buy it, but I did have a lot of fun. I thought it was well-paced. It, it kind of kept my interest. This is my highest rated category for this movie. I'm giving it a seven. Nice. So, Dean, my total is 26. Okay. Your total is 33 for a combined total of 59. Okay, I like that. Which, if it was getting put on the ratings, it would be at the new number eight above Beverly Hills Ninja, but behind Ninja 3, The Domination. So Okay, okay. If there's one thing I've learned about this Ninja rating, it's that things end up where they belong for Ninja ninja related content like this wasn't the best ninja movie and it shows in the rankings and it kind of ranks low but i feel like it (laughs) i feel like it's where it would belong yeah how how far ahead of beverly hills ninja is it three points okay okay because i would think they're pretty close like in my mind i would i would have a hard time deciding which one was more ninja than than the other so it's pretty close beverly, okay, beverly hills yeah, is so. 56 and this is 59 okay so it's like okay yeah so that's right where it should be yeah okay they're cool. right there right they, they almost they kind of feel the same they do yeah they both have cool things they both have like cool ninja yeah. things in them but they also both have like horrible stuff of ninja things in them right and at times it feels like those four turtles are just four of like chris farley's going around <laughs> yes, fighting course, people yeah. you know it's yeah very similar. So they get a few extra points because there's more of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I had, I had more fun than I thought I was going to have with that. So uh, awesome. I enjoyed I'm that. I'm glad. Yeah. Watching that has um, solidified the fact that we will go to number three. We probably would have anyways. Like, why, why would we do one and two yes. and then stop? But I'm actually now excited to see three yeah. and to see what that has to offer. Because that one I remember awesome. watching a few times when I was younger. So I, I feel like... I liked that one better than this one, so I'm looking forward to uh, to hitting that one up. Cool. Me too. All right. Well, everybody listening, thank you for that. Uh, if you'd like to help support us, there's a few ways you can do that. You can start by telling your friends about Talking Back, share an episode or two with them. You could rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, or you can leave a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com. Or... Our recommended way is to sign up to become a patron. And for a small monthly fee, you will receive bonus episodes. And they're great. You won't be disappointed. 
If you sign up now at the $5 level, you actually unlock everything we have over there. So lots and lots of of, uh, episodes right away. And now that this episode's over, don't worry. Head on over to bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like or Dean will eat an anti-mutagen ice cube. I wonder what that would do to me. <laughs> me too. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Huh. He'll do it though. What is my mutation? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. Dean, thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks everybody for listening, and we will catch you next time. Hello. La la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.